For your salvation and entertainment, this is Dark Strange and the Dude. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to a very cheerful, I hope, Doc Strange and the Dude. I'm Doc Strange. And I'm the happy dude. He is. He's a happy dude tonight. Why are you happy, dude? Well, it looks like, I mean, it's so hard not to think you might be tempting fate, but it looks like the reign of Shitler is over. Yeah, fantastic. In fact, by the time we've uh, actually posted this podcast, um, it's probably all done and dusted. It should be known. Yeah, it should be known. I mean, we don't, you know, you don't want to get too excited, but the the math, the math is there that, um, you know, there's only so many votes now left to be counted, and that's not enough to put Donald Trump back in the White House. Thank no. the Lord. Thank the. Lord. I'm not. I'm not religious at all, but you know, this is a religious experience, a semi-religious. There's other good stuff happening as well, which we're going to come to, and but I'm yes. not going to move on just yet. But it, this day's been amazing. It's like a turning yeah. point. Let's hope it's a true domino effect. Let's just say that uh, 2020 has been the gift that's kept on taking and uh, maybe now there's been a a turning point and maybe it's just going to start giving from now on. Let's see. But uh, yes, it's definitely a domino effect. It does feel like, yeah, the uh, the first part of the year is, is the setup and we've all had to take a little bit of suffering just to get the ultimate moment of karma and schadenfreude um, at the end of it to rejoice in because Donald Trump has obviously been planning in the run-up to this election to try and interfere with it by delegitimizing postal votes Um, and that's not worked it's been called out early enough that people knew this was going to happen and they, they yeah. could prepare people for the process of election day. And He's CNN have been pony. fantastic. Yeah, CNN oh my God, have been yeah. fantastic. <clears throat> They've been explaining all day how, especially how, like, for example, in um, a lot of the states now that we're seeing, the, the counties that we're seeing uh, the postal votes now coming in, that's due to Republican lawmakers in those areas <laughs> yeah, yeah. or in those states making the rules so that those votes can only be counted after voting on the day has, has finished or, you know, or certain other times of the day that are part of the process. So they knew this delay was going to be there, that it was built into the plan. And thankfully, yeah. the journalists this time have called it out and said, no, this is how counting works. Yeah, you know, it's called math. Yourself. Yeah, get over yourself. Uh, I know you don't like experts, but we're still using calculators and you know numbers, so um, that's how democracy works. And uh, to, Biden has had the most votes for any president, uh, president elect, um, in the whole history of of the United States of America. Um, and if yeah. he was to win on votes alone, he, he, it would have been a complete. Uh, walkover, but um, the the way they do it, and I must admit, it, comp- it it confuses me a little bit. But the way they do it, it just means that they have to get these uh, particular seats and 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 um, is it university places? I, I, it confuses it's me. All college. I know is that's it, electoral college. And um, yeah, I I honestly don't know how it works. Math isn't my thing, and and so mm-hmm. I I definitely bow to others. But all I know is is, is that uh, there's a certain amount left. And that that's yeah. left would have to go all to Trump 
for him to get even close. So it's it's pretty much a one-horse race now. Yeah, the, the, the leaders stretched out in the key areas like Pennsylvania. Um, at the minute, yeah. Trump's on the on the way back in sort of Georgia and also, yeah. um, where else was it? Um, Arizona. John Lewis will be turning in his grave. Nevertheless, there's a little bit of a comeback there. But again, looking at the percentages of how those remaining votes have been divvied up so far in the run-up, he's not hitting the run rate that he needs to flip it back to no. red. So it looks like he won't turn them over. He might get them close enough that he can go, I've, it's it's near enough in the numbers that I can mount a legal challenge here now. But looking at how it's going to pan out, he's going to have to raise legal challenges in three or four different states to get the numbers he needs. And yeah, I don't think the Republican Party are going to back him up on this occasion. Isn't it funny, though, that he doesn't want to raise a legal challenge in the ones that he's won? It's just bizarre. You can't. You just can't do it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So anyway, we all know that. Uh, everybody's aware of what's going on. The thing is, we've been saying, you know, from right from the very beginning, you know, the, first of all, we thought there was no way that he'd ever get voted in, and that showed how wrong we were. Just like we never thought that the the British people would be um, stupid enough to yeah. vote for the the demise of their own United Kingdom. Um, but then people are. Or, or led astray. They're, they're made to believe things that fits within their uh, their belief system. And they, before they know it, they're so far down the rabbit hole, they either they, they don't realise it or, they, you know, they, they've bet on everything and they've got no choice but to keep going. And so it led to the point where Trump at, last night just did this rant of, of absolute lies from the White House. It just unbelievable nonsense that he rambled on about every single word was a lie and anybody that voted for him must have been looking at him and thinking good grief i voted for this guy i mean he really showed his colors and anybody that would sit there watching him agreeing with him and so like is beyond belief but your republicans should have turned around and said you're out of order mate and not enough of them have done that one or two have but but mainly uh, and you've even got Tory MPs sticking up for Trump. What's that about? Oh, of course, yeah, sorry, fascism, silly me. Go on, what were you going to say, dude? Well, what I was going to say is the the, the context, whilst, whilst I don't want to spoil the joy of this moment of, of you know, getting rid of, of Donald Trump, um, you have to also look at the bigger context of the results. They didn't take back the Senate in the massive force no. that they wanted to. So people vote for Biden, but they didn't vote blue all the way down the ticket so no. there's still something to be done there equally over what is it 69 million people or 67 million people 69 69 million yeah did vote for donald trump so mm -hmm. that message 69 yeah yeah million fascists in the in the usa well that's the thing is it that there is 69 million fascists there and i don't think it is and it comes down to the same problem that we've got over here with brexit which is it's about that toxic messaging that's got through and that conditioning of thought that you follow conspiracy rabbit holes rather than facts experts and evidence anymore mm. and what we have to i think if you look at that bigger context the way I look, I'm looking at this election is this was helms deep right yeah we had our backs to the wall because if Trump won this that was it Mordor's oh, yeah. armies rampage across the world 
in terms of spreading that same rhetoric. Dear listener, uh, the dude is referencing Lord of the Rings by J.R. Tolkien. Continue. So we've had this battle now. We've won the battle of Helm's Deep. So today, this weekend, yeah, let's have some flagons of ale and party and enjoy it. But this frames the battle that we've still got to fight. We've still got to take on the army of Mordor that's there. And that's not a literal battle. That's the ideological, political and argument debate battle that, you know, we can definitely win that. And if you look at how this election has been won, where those extra votes for Biden has come from, it's very much on ground, uh, grassroots level activism that's got the vote out, that's motivated people and said, look, don't even take any chances. Get it in the mail now. Get it done. So going forward for us, looking at our political status here in the UK, we don't have the algorithms and the the micro-targeting tools of Cambridge Analytica to go and con people into a belief. We've actually got to go out there on the doorstep and win those debates and, and go into, you know, the kind of enemy territory, for want of a better term, uh, and start having those discussions. And that, I think, whilst we initially came to the 3.5% idea as a protest way of, of getting a way out of this, given COVID... Actually, I think it's, we're going to have to win the battle that way. We're going to have to occupy the debate, occupy the argument and occupy the, the, the political agenda with our ideas and say, look, we've rejected fascism over here. Look, at the, it's the same model that's being applied to us. We're in the same position because the same actors that were in charge of Donald Trump were the ones that meddled in our Steve Bannon who, you know, went today and put a a YouTube post out demanding that Fauci be beheaded as a Mm. result of this. He's had his Twitter account cancelled and suspended and Facebook and whatever. But this is a man that wrote speeches for Boris Johnson in the Brexit campaign that that funded with, you know, Nigel Farage, uh, his Brexit campaign. These are the right-wing fascist terrorists that are behind what's happened in our country and we need to recognize that from this result and from and take strength from america that you can get past it and you can fight back and you can reclaim your democracy when it's been stolen from you yes absolutely um you know the these people these troublemakers um you know we've got enough of them in our country but you know the these are people that they benefit greatly from brexit they, they benefit from uh fear you know like the the way the pound has completely tanked you know they're 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 shorting it they're making money on the pound and on businesses that are that are failing but ultimately it's a fascist agenda um and you know the we, we've got we've got basically a fascist government and and you know this sorry your, your fireworks are putting me off now this uh this country the people need to realize that you know um anybody that thought that Boris Johnson was, uh, you know, cute and cuddly and a, and a bit of fun. Must seriously look at him as being completely inept um, and totally the wrong person with the job. I mean, it's something that he wanted all all, all his life, maybe, to, to be uh, prime minister. But he, he got there and he's just not suitable for the job at all. But we're in a, a we're in a time when, you know, he's he's the guy that we've got. And... Um, 
he he fits he fits with everything that's going on right now, and and we need to get him out just like they got rid of Trump. You know, it's like let let let's give him a try. Let's give him. Let's see what happens. Let's see if this guy's any good. And Trump wasn't. Yeah, I mean the thing with Boris Johnson, we've said for a, a long while, you know, that we believed him to be compromised because, as you say, he's a bumbling idiot. He doesn't, as evidenced with the uh, withdrawal agreement. He doesn't understand the deals he gets himself into. And there's too many photos of him shaking hands with Russian oligarchs to not be suspicious that something is afoot. Now, this brings me on to the next piece of potentially world-changing news, which I've seen tweeting around, which is... Putin is possibly got uh, Parkinson's, which is a horrible thing for anybody to have, but it might mean that we get rid of Putin as well. Woo-hoo. It's unconfirmed still. Um, I think, yeah. uh, as you say, it's a horrible, horrible disease. You won't wish on anyone, but equally for that person to get nope. it, it changes the dynamic of world politics to the degree that you can't not discuss the positive element of that. Yeah. In terms of its speculation, an interesting factor is that earlier on this week they were changing Russian law to include lifelong protection of, from prosecution for former presidents. Oh. And at the time, I wondered if that was related to Trump. Like, was he going to flee to Russia or something? But actually, I think it's it's laying the groundwork for Putin to be able to step aside and not worry about vengeance or anything like that. Well, he's he's a made guy anyway. I would imagine he's lined up the guy to watch his back afterwards. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I don't know enough about Russian politics to tell you who is in that in the frame for that and equally i don't know who is still alive from a russian opposition position after the putin years to to still run any kind of challenge so i don't think anything will change no. too much it's just the devious uh political games we've seen might not be the strategy of the new leader who knows who knows we can only speculate and we can't really speculate because we don't know anything about russian politics but anyway so there you go um so yeah, we're we're suffering from fireworks at the moment. I'm not. Um, I, I personally, I don't get the whole. Uh, I don't get the, the the fascination of wasting your hard earned money um, on on gunpowder just so that you can set light to it, throw it in the sky, and watch your money burn. Um, I've never. I've never found it very interesting. I've seen proper firework displays, and they're very impressive. Um, but when uh, Fred down the road's got a few rockets in his back garden, a couple of sprinklers, and, you know, uh, what do you call them, Roman candles or whatever, and a spinning jenny, whatever they are, um, I'm not that impressed. So why waste your money, hey? Well, I mean, I think if it's related to a religious festival, so like Diwali, for example, Festival of Lights... I could understand why you would want yeah, to set amazing. off loads of fireworks for that, you know, and, and make light everywhere. That's the point. Um, with Bonfire Night, it's a celebration of of foiled terrorism. So, like you say, I'm not sure that people letting off the fireworks, you go, are you celebrating on behalf of the government or are you celebrating <laughs> yeah. to, to go, oh, if only Guy Fawkes had got it right? Is it supposed to be our ideological purge evening where you go all my ideas of rebellion i'm going to put them all into fireworks on this one night and set them off so i don't storm the houses of parliament the other 300 odd years days of the year you know remember remember the 5th of november gunpowder treason and plot we were hoping for activity you know for the november 5th fork you 
the Million Mask March. And the Million Mask March. But the Million Mask March turned out to be anti-mask dickheads by the looks of it, most of what I saw. Yeah. It it was, yeah, anti-maskers uh, having a go at the police. And we were going to go, but we did say that we weren't going to go because of lockdown. And the only people that would be there were anti-lockdown, anti-mask, troublemakers. I understand if, um, you know, if there were some 3.5%ers that felt they were obliged to go on the principle of the original concept of 3.5%, you know, and getting out there. And fair enough, but I just, I didn't feel it was the moment. And looking at the numbers that were there, it wasn't the moment. It didn't have the massive impact um, that it might have done. And equally... It should have been called the few hundred mask march. Yeah, and the, the moments of impact it did have were related to arrests and violence, which is not the message, I think, that we want to yeah. to, to give yeah. out. So, And it's sad to see that also, you, you know, you've got these um, anti-maskers and anti-lockdown. And let me just say, I, I understand why people don't want to get locked down. I get it, right? And and I, I get why people don't want to wear masks. I get it. But, but the thing is, we have to do things that we don't want to do. I don't enjoy wearing a mask. It steams up my glasses. I'm asthmatic. Yeah. I can breathe, but, you know, I breathe shallow, you know. But I, I wear it. I wear it because it stops uh, the chance of me, if I've got it, passing it on to somebody else it lowers the chance dramatically and if every, if two people wear a mask and they're talking to each other it drops to about five percent possibility of catching anything and if you stand far enough apart then there's there's zero chance and it's quite simple that's it wear a mask and um it's not about control it's not about you know mind control and the government having a go at you but the thing is they've they've mixed that up they've mixed up the the masks with the fact that we've got a ridiculous government that don't know what they're doing other than raping the public purse. That's what they're doing. They're spending all the money unnecessarily on on just stupid drivel. And and so if people want to protest against that, that's fine. But why put the masks in or why put the lockdown in and say, I don't want to get locked down because this government's Ooh, bad? Um, well, I'd say that's probably due to the agitators behind those movements. If you look at the social commentary people that are sat telling you that the science behind COVID is wrong uh, or that this is uh, just about social control and not about controlling a virus or protecting the NHS, th- these are people that are paid by you know various actors around the world to stir up trouble. Like we've said before, the Koch brothers, the Barkley brothers, the... Or, or all of the Elliot's leave stuff. I don't, and again, I don't want to sound too much like a QAnon Looney Tune, but with our case, there is an element of you need to look at where the money is to find out where the crime occurred. Yeah, follow the money. Um, and so I think yeah. that's that's being used by those those forces to stir up trouble and also to delegitimise our efforts uh, to, to to say that you know protesters are the bad ones. Are bad. Like exactly what yeah. Trump tried to do with Black Lives Matter and he tried to paint them as anti-far, uh, as if it was some kind of communist army that was coming in to take over America rather than people saying, can and you stop And it was just black us? people saying, can, can you ask the police, yeah, can you ask the police to stop killing us, please? Yeah. You know, when, when a black person gets pulled up by a police officer in America 
like George uh, Floyd did. You know, George was begging for for the. He said, "Please don't kill me. Please don't." Before he even got out of the car, he's got his hands on the steering wheel and he's saying, "Please, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me." And the guy, the officer, just going, "Get out of the car." And he's, "I'm frightened. I'm yeah. frightened that you're going to kill me." And it's, you know, and then he did, and he did, and they did kill him. So you, imagine being that scared every single day, frightened of being pulled over. And the problem is, white people don't have that kind of fear, whereas in America. The, well, and in this country, but you know, more so in America, they're frightened to death of going outside the door. There's uh, uh, well-known black people, famous black people, who who have been pulled over uh, for for whatever reason, and they've they've gone through the rigmarole, and then it's like, oh yeah, we just realised it was you. Yeah, no problem. You off you go. But if you're nobody, if you're if 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 you're not in the public eye, you're just a, a regular person who happens to be black. Good luck to you for not getting killed shot dead by the police because that's and so that that's what the protest was about yeah. can you please not kill us yeah and and certainly you know relating back to this you know the the, the counter arguments of all lives matter can now be met with well all votes matter if that's the case and we're yeah. going to count them all and then we'll see what society comes out of it at the end of it um but in terms of the november the 5th um marches and so forth yeah like i say it's it's being protests are kind of being weaponized against protesting so we've got to maybe mm. think of outside the box and try and find other ways to make the point and make the changes that we want to see we've still got four years till another election but this election shows you those people that said the fight starts here four years ago and that have been working hard on the ground for that time, really didn't give up. And, you know, a lot of people have got to go, yeah, okay, look, it's going to be a tough four years. We've got to try and hold their feet to the fire as much as they can over the the Brexit stuff that's happening and try and stop as much as we can. Um, But there's long-term work to be done in terms of solving the bigger problem. Now, Joe Biden getting in does really put some tarmac on the road to rejoining the EU because he's, uh, you know, a a Catholic uh, president. So his connection to Ireland is very strong and he's been very clear that the Good Friday Agreement cannot be compromised in any trade dealing. Yes. Which means we're going to have to agree to single market terms with the EU to keep that border in place part of that is going to be the eu will still get access to our fishing waters so essentially we're going to end up with i think a norway deal within a couple of weeks uh it won't take long before boris to realize his back is really to what's the, the what's the norway deal so the norway deal is we stay in the single market we leave the customs union um so we still have access to markets tariff free Uh, but we just have to do a lot more paperwork for it and we no longer have any say in setting the rules of the market. We just just have to follow them. It will mean we don't have to pay in um, the membership fee. Uh, We'll have... But we don't get the rewards. We don't get the rewards, exactly. We don't get the influence. So if the EU suddenly decides to change the voltage that a certain widget has to accept then we have to change that rule on any of those widgets made here in this country and we don't get any say to argue and against it. we can't it. argue, no. You know, so... 
Whereas when we were uh, members of the EU and we were at the table, uh, we could vote against it, we could decide along it, we could suggest things. You also had a veto. You know, we, we had the power. We had as much... Yeah, we had as much power. But now we have to do as we're told. Yeah. Um, so it's a deal very much like what Norway has, which is why it's kind of labelled like that. Um, it'll mean... Better than the Australian deal. Well, quite. And this is the thing. Um, it's it's not what we wanted and it's not something that we would necessarily ce- celebrate because it's worse than what we had. Um, so the, it, the difference is it, it will be way better than no deal. So we've got a quicker path to recovery after COVID and Brexit itself. The damage will be mitigated and it won't be so bad. Now, in terms of the ar- argument... That means Brexiteers might not be able to argue things are as bad because they won't feel the economic effects. But, you know, I'll spare everybody economic effects and so forth. Yeah. Because we've had enough bloody suffering going on. Yeah, exactly. We've got enough going yeah. on. We don't want to to make it any worse just to prove a point because we're not malicious on this side of the argument. Yeah, just so that we can go, eh, see, you told you so. We're not about causing yeah. the other side that's, pain. That's not what we want to do. We don't want to go, nah, 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 we told you. Yeah, we're making the argument to say, look, this is better. And just because, you know, you hate whoever, you think we're trying to pull the wool over your eyes or, or you know, or you're just doing it to spite us, even if you know we're right. And that's the frustrating part. They're not listening. There's there's no Brexiteers listening to our podcast. No. No, there isn't. Because we're not doing we're not doing conspiracy theories. You know, the what all we're trying to say is we were doing okay before, we were doing all right before all the, the media lies from from uh, Murdoch and Co. Uh, and and all the all the stuff that was put out there to make people think that Brexit was a good idea. And it's obvious to anybody that really looks at it. The only reason anybody wanted Brexit was because they financially benefited from it and they needed the votes uh, and the support from what they see as plebs. They're not plebs, but, you know. I would challenge maybe one thing that you said there in that, but you said we were doing okay. We were, like, yeah, we were. Like, economically, yes, but obviously... Something wasn't Still right. Recovering. Something wasn't right in the country, though. No, that's right because we've we've had ten years of austerity thanks thanks to the Tory government. Exactly. And all the complaints that people had, they were it was it was the Tories, but they were blaming it on the EU. Yeah, that was that was exactly the point I want to make, though. But to say that everything was okay is the thing that angers some of those people that voted for it, saying you're not listening to what we were saying as to what was wrong with things. Now, in terms of the... Such as? Well, such as, for example, the welfare system and benefits system. Yeah, the, nothing to do with the EU. No, but if you were going through that system and you felt lost and you didn't feel that people were arguing enough for you on that issue and you were just being ignored yeah. because you're, what you're and, seeing and in the And somebody paper, else was saying it's, it's the EU's fault yeah. and, and you're going to believe that. Yeah, uh, but because also we, you know, we were, this is where that culture war comes in. The other issues of of life, like people's sexuality or, or race or whatever, were then thrown into the mix as these are all differences. And when people see the pace of change, but they feel they're slowing down and going backwards, that's when this rebellion feeling you know comes to the fore and can be exploited by the 
you know, idiots like Farage. Yeah, but then it, it, it's really about ignorance. Look, I, I understand people struggle, but if if they're if they're ignorant, and I'm not saying they're stupid, but if they're ignorant, and ignorant means you, you're not aware of something, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's through lack of knowledge or lack of learning, lack of understanding. You don't have to be an intelligent person to not be ignorant. You just have to pay more attention. It depends what you're paying attention to. Yeah, but this is right? my, this is the and point I'm trying to make. Unfortunately, this... yeah, but the point is, is that they they're using Facebook to gather their news, to gather their information, and they're putting themselves in bubbles where they're being fed the wrong information and they're taking it in. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that those of us that were bubbling along and getting by and doing okay were not were ignorant of or not paying attention to the absolute st- states of desperation that that system come puts people through like i'm literally going through it now with my claims and so yeah. forth and i can see oh yeah and this is me with the safety net of having a working partner you know wife that can support me nevertheless like you know i look at it and go if i was just a single person in this boat right now you know, where would I be living? I'd probably be in a one-room hostel if I'm lucky somewhere, trying to, oh, yeah. trying to, you know, get by to earn enough money to keep the electric on to not freeze over during these temperatures and, and, and to feed my be- fill my belly for the evening. I gave up trying to claim yeah. anything. I gave up. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, yes, it's right to be angry about all those negative feelings that led to that voting, but equally... We have to accept there were a number of justified elements of oppression and deprivation that were fueling that as well. And if we want to change the country and say, who are we? It's not just a question of going, who are we about racism, about transphobia and all those things. It's also about saying, you know, we don't accept these levels of, of poverty as being the minimum wage, the, the the level that you you say this is a livable existence and all the hoops that you make people run through. Which, you know, and I'm not saying we haven't been arguing for, you know, things like basic income and things for a long while, but it needs to be a bigger conversation with more people involved. If we want to change to the, the root problem, if, how can COVID not reveal that you know society needs better safety nets and looking after the nhs by in this time by socially distancing and locking down because we, we need to that's part of it but equally when we come out what are the systems that are going to help people recover from it all you know how big is rishi sunak's magic money tree what what suggestions do you have expecting massive change from a tory government isn't going to happen you know and that's why we are focusing on getting people to realize voting for them is not going to be the solution but equally we have to make sure that the people we're going to be putting in place whether that be you know labor coalition of libs and and greens or whoever are on the same page as to what the priorities of the people of the country are of going yeah you know we've got to do something about climate change we've got to do something about people's basic right to live we've got to do something about community cohesion. All of these things, they're, they're big questions and it needs experts and thinking people to have some conversations and then bring ideas to the to the fore. But equally, the government's got to be open to suggestions and stuff as well. The fact is, is we're in the position that we're in because people were lied to and all we're asking is that people just pay a little bit more attention to what's going on, not by reading what some friend of yours has 
found on some weird website or whatever, but actually, you know, paying attention um, to the real world and, and how people are being treated. And, uh, you know, you know, I've, I've given up trying to claim anything because it's just been a, an absolute minefield. And um, I, I just, I'm just having to do, make do on this little bit of furlough that I've been given. But like I said before, I'm not a big spender. So I just, you know, I, I get by the best I can. Um, and lockdown's going to be good for me because, uh, you know, I don't have to put f fuel in my vehicle and I, I don't have to go out and about and I can stay at home and, and potter. Um, but, uh, you know, this lockdown's going to last at least at least a couple of months. I mean, you know, they, they say that we're going to be out, um, you know, beginning of December. We're not. We're, we're, we're going to be here till, till the new year. And I said that before. And I'm fine with that. Um you know, the, it's just the sooner people, you know, put the masks on, stay away from others and we'll get by. But I mean, I went to the shop today uh, to get a few things and I'm dodging people left, right and centre. And it, I was in Lidl and this little old lady, she, she dodged out the way of some guy who said something to her. Um, and she said, but I, I don't understand what the rules of walking around are, you know, and I said, Look, all you got to do is really just stay away from people. You know, just imagine everybody's yeah. everybody's dirty. You just got to, you know, stay away. And if somebody was a zombie, right, a, a, an actual zombie, you wouldn't walk straight towards them. You could see that they were a zombie and it would be a good idea to avoid them and stay away as, as much as possible. That's how you have to see people, I'm afraid. You're going to have to see strangers as, as zombies, Stay away from people. Yeah, it, and so the lockdown is one thing, but when you go to the shops, make a make an effort for crying out loud. It's um, it's not a joke. It's an example though of the government's failing again, though, because the messaging on lockdown two, where is it? I haven't seen anything that says, you know, these are now the rules. Like boom, on the new. I mean, like. If you try and listen to Boris Johnson tell you that in a briefing, it's just garbled nonsense, and he ends up contradicting himself halfway through the, the the only rules you need to remember is stay away from other people wear a mask wash your hands as much as you can right i've said it so many times today's a good day dude it is well it's the, i'm going to say what i said on twitter today is the first day that i felt hope in the last four years and I, i'd like to thank uh, uh joe biden and kamala harris for for that because you know they've they've done a fantastic job I'm really looking forward to seeing him as the president. It's almost as if the parents have come home to save us. It's, you know, actual grown-ups in the White House. Uh, and, and that will send concentric rings, like throwing a, a positive pond in a puddle. Uh, sorry, I'll say that again. It's like throwing a positive pebble in a puddle. The positivity will spread out. Uh, and, you know, eventually, by the time the ripples hit us, um, hopefully we'll be in a better place. But right now, I do feel very positive uh, for what's going on in America. I've been watching it for the last three days. CNN has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Tapper, um, Como and um, uh, Blitzer, they're, they're my favourites. Uh, I like the numbers guy as well. I forgot his name. but um, John King. Uh, but yeah, just wonderful. Really good reporting. It's been really interesting. They've just made, they've made this seem like just so professional. Um, yeah, brilliant. So 
yeah, thanks for that. So I'd like to thank CNN for all their coverage and for bringing hope to the UK. And can you please start reporting on British politics because the yes, BBC please. have been a waste of time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our little podcast uh, today. Um, please visit us on Twitter at Holy Mole or at Chris Doc Strange. You can find us on Coffee if you'd like to buy us a coffee. Uh, you can find me at coffee.com, uh, sorry, coffee.com uh, forward slash Chris Doc Strange. You just go to Chris Doc Strange.co.uk. And uh, the same with Holy Mole, um, coffee.com forward slash Holy Mole. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, stay safe, keep the faith, and uh, just remember at least your mother loves you. Bye for now, everybody. Bye bye.
you need clarity in a world gone mad, you can tweet at ChrisDocStrange or at Holy Mole. Doc Strange and the Dude is a Strange Mole production.